Coffee Conversations with Cinti is brought to you by Influential, the new strategic consultancy that takes the guesswork out of influencer marketing for your brand. We provide much-needed strategic crafted frameworks on how to implement campaigns specific to your brand needs. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another fabulous edition of Coffee Conversations with Senti. Uh, before we kick this interesting session off, I'd like to remind everybody at home in your cars or wherever to please hit the subscribe button and uh, follow us for very interesting conversations, not just on coffee sometimes, but on influencer marketing. Lisa. Good morning, Senti. How are you? I'm very well in you. Ladies and gentlemen, Lisa Modesane, Director of <laughs> Legends. Good morning, everybody. Jumelang. I'm very well in you, Sinti. Uh, it's an honor to finally meet you. It's my honor to be interviewed. And to share a great <laughs> cup of coffee with you. Thank you, Kalebo. Would you call yourself the celebrity whisperer? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. I would call I was the... just looking at your roster. <laughs> it's out of this world. Thank you so much. Thank you. So, so maybe let's start there. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where, why, and how all of this started. All right, so yeah. we started 12 years ago. Ooh. Prior to having Legends Actors and Performance Management, I worked at Gaynor's Artist Management. Okay. I worked there for five years, and the beauty about working at Gaynor's, she was moving from a modeling agency to an acting agency. All right. So I got to learn a lot from somebody who had been in front of the camera as a model herself and as an actress, okay. and then suddenly was behind the camera nurturing talent. Yeah. So it was really a beautiful space to learn and grow, and the beauty is I didn't know where God was going to take me. All right. left the industry for about two years then um, was approached by my business oh, what, what industry did you go into I went into management consulting not for me <laughs> um, the high heels the makeup the graphs That's the spreadsheets no 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 I'm <laughs> a very simple person I just want to have conversations with people and help right. change their lives okay what was your motivation for going into artist management um, well when I was in high school I actually was presenting a kiddie show Okay, which one? Um, it was, geez, I don't remember what it was called. <laughs> I need to scruffy look and up. something. It was Scruffy and something. <laughs> um, right. Funny enough, I was presenting with Sylvester Choke from DNA oh, Brand Architects. okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so All it was right. a kiddie show. It was great fun. I did drama at school. I've always been outspoken. Yeah. So I was, I love that. I love the creative industry. However, when I matriculated, went to VIT, studied um, become accounts because ah. I'm actually quite good with numbers. All right. But some... Life kept on pulling me back into this creative industry. Right. So I worked at Gaynors for five years and then Legends came about um, three years after leaving Gaynors. Okay. The beauty is when we came into the market, the industry warranted new fresh talent. Suddenly okay. there was ECV, they were producing new shows. The shows were scripted around young people. Okay. So we went to your afters, your Pretoria Tech, Vitz Drama, and we had open days where we saw fresh talents, some right. people who hadn't had formal training, but okay. just had this gift from God and were able to tap into the script, understand it. And we had a lot of workshops. Okay. There's an actor on my books, Leroy Gopal, love him, have been with him for 12 years. Leroy was able to assist me facilitating workshops. Yeah. He understands performance, but the beauty about him, not only is he an actor, he's able to tap into your capabilities All and right, help and you hone into the art. Hundred percent. All right. So maybe let's rein this in a little bit. Uh, we'll talk about celebrities and their power and their influence. But now, what is influence to you? What is influencer marketing in your view? Influencer marketing. Somebody's been given 
a platform to showcase their talents. Yeah. Then they have the, this market or generation that falls in love with their capabilities. Okay. So the person can you can find the person on a soapy like generations, hypothetically speaking. You fall in love with the kitty, um, the character of Tiri. Yeah. We we manage Latoya Macan. Ah, so she's okay. playing Tiri at the moment. So you love um, you learn Latoya from Tiri, and then let's say hypothetically Latoya moves on to a different chapter and she joins another show. Yeah. Her viewers, because they've always enjoyed her acting, will move with her. Okay. And then suddenly the platform that's been given to us by social media, she's able to relate to her um, her followers. Yeah. She's able to share her journey as a mother, which she does, which yeah. is absolutely beautiful because it resonates with different age groups of people who are mothers. But okay, she's so also... that's a big plus. Yes. Yeah. But she's also able to share her calling. She has a traditional calling, which is something that... Before, 10 years ago, we didn't talk about it. Yeah. And the beauty of our industry now, and the beauty of us being Africans, we yeah. are not scared. We now embrace. Yeah. So Latoya was able to say, listen, guys, I have this gift, and I'm, a and I'm not going to hide it. Yeah. Yes, you see me as a character of Tidi, who's a businesswoman, high-powered, modern, but the modern woman still can have a... Yes, there's yeah. more to her. Yeah. So there is a beauty about influencers because they tell their true story of who they are exactly. and, that's, and, and people gravitate towards people, truth yes, towards people do gravitate to and the beauty about it is that you know when us when we started legends 12 years ago in the first two years i used to be so saddened by the fact that people just wanted to be on tv to be famous okay. i used to say <laughs> think why do you want everyone to know you yeah you know if you if your heart is not in this find something that you are passionate about because this gift of life is so fragile and it's so beautiful yeah. use that gift that god has anointed you with to the best of your ability yeah. some people are numbers people i mean the officers opposite us here is jp morgan and they're doing amazing work you know yeah. you get asset managers who do amazing work and then there's people who are born to tell stories and they have this gift and they do it in front of the camera and they entertain us they help us bring out certain emotions they share with us yeah so find your purpose in life and go with that and that's what i like about influencers influencers tell the truth of who they are they are and not they they've been written this character and they portrayed this character but there's more to that's them and they, them, yeah. it's given them the platform social media has given them the platform to share that okay and and so when you started off celebrities were like the only and yeah, the celebrities are the only thing yeah. there were very few of them yeah <laughs> and obviously with the growth of social media they've taken this to the next level how do you think social media has driven that influence further social media so initially when social media started i found that people were wanting to follow their personalities these celebrities okay. all right but the beauty of it now we get micro influences and for yeah. me I love the micro-influencers because okay. the micro-influencers are people who are authentic about their craft. Yeah. You find somebody like Ost Malema, I don't know him personally, he's a photographer, yeah. but he's a micro-influencer. I know he formed a synergy with, if I'm not mistaken, with Samsung. And the okay. reason they yeah. liked him is because the people who are following Ost Malema are people who are interested in photography, yeah. interested in visual, interested in lifestyle. They want to talk about the, the pixels on a phone, yeah. you know? They want to talk about lighting, they want to talk about those kind of things. So he's got a niche market that he has attracted because of who he is and what his creative um, outlook is. Right. So that's what I love about micro-influencers. So you also get people who are tech-savvy and they're just telling, yeah. they're just really just sharing their ability to understand technology and where it's going. And that's, I'm actually very excited about the micro-influencer because it's a real engagement. Yeah. It's authentic. Exactly. It's not a paid partnership. Yeah. Not to take away from the celebrity because the celebrity help 
push this um the elements of instagram of facebook they helped you know create a better platform for us to engage exactly and yeah. once people started feeling comfortable thinking hey if that's who she is in her real skin yeah i'm not scared to share who i am exactly. and what my interests are yeah you you brought in a very interesting perspective and mm-hmm. notion a celebrity lisa is playing the first ever female james bond yes and then suddenly she's on her social media assets she's talking about her everyday life um, the things that she worries about her, her hopes and her mm. dreams how important is it for her to be authentic it is so so especially looking at her on screen persona versus her off screen and normal person persona you know um, what i love about the millennials and then what's this new age group that's come about i forget what they called please don't ask me because i've just forgot <laughs> <laughs> so there's the millennials and then there's the younger ones yeah. They are very authentic. Yeah. They are very real. If you see even like on YouTube, the YouTube videos that you yeah. get, it's really gritty stuff. They're not trying to put filters onto everything. They yeah. are actually the opposite, the polar opposite of grit of um uh, filters. They want it to be gritty. They want to see the realness of everything. everything And that's yeah. why it's so important to never run from who you are because putting on this performance, if it's not scripted, you actually get exhausted by it. Yeah. Share your story because it's motivating somebody. Yeah. There's somebody who's on the brink of depression, brink of suicide, and just to see that you also go through lulls in your life yeah. brings them out of that sadness. Okay. Do you think the new age follower or consumer so to speak can read through the BS. Yes, definitely, definitely. <laughs> um, so two years ago they are no longer blinded by no, the lights at, at all. all. Not yeah. at all. Yeah. I mean two years ago one of my artists, Kanyam Kangisa, did a shop rights um, campaign. Influencer campaign where she was um, shopping there. But what I liked about it, I remember in our first initial meeting, Kanya was like, Okay, great, I'm excited to work with the brand. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. However, I need to do something that's in my heart. So she was like, I like visiting my brand on weekends. I'm going to go shop and get my All brand right, something. So she, she's telling the brand story yes. in her own way. She told the brand story her in her own, own way. way. She realized yeah. that ShopRite's offering, their prices, were very competitive compared to those of other retail stores. All right. So in, in wanting to showcase that they had competitive pricing, she showed it in a manner that for those who earn less than us, for those who are dependent on family ah, assisting them. A there's, a, there's even yeah. a picture of her with her helper where she went and surprised the helper with groceries. Yeah. It was Easter weekend. And I think that was just so heartfelt and so real. So there she was positioning ShopRite, the brand. Yeah. However, being her authentic self, saying, I care about the people in my life. They, although I can only pay my helper X amount, yeah. I know that it's not enough. And I know that bread for all of us across South Africa is the same. Exactly. So that yeah. said, here I am being blessed with an opportunity that's creating an income stream for me. But I'm not just going to post and buy things for my house and fill my cupboards. Yeah. I'm going to share this with people that are close to me. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that was really, really special. That's and, profound. That's profound. And then yeah. also people, you know, especially from for females. We like to learn from each other like a skin regime. Yeah. And there's some influencers that will post, they'll be given product and they'll post and then you almost watch them tell a story. 
and that's exactly. also educational to us yeah. on some oh am i meant to wash my face tone cleanse and then put on a night cream am i meant to put on a serum how yeah. do i use an eye cream so it's very educational so the brands suddenly the big brands have moved away from your commercial your 30 second on tv yeah. which used to tell a story and the girl was just pretty but we didn't understand <laughs> what did it take for her to look beautiful exactly you and know? what does that mean to what me is that routine that i can plug into yeah. how cost effective is it for my pocket yeah. and does it work for oily skin? Does it work for dry skin? So I do like um, the influencer campaigns because they tell a story and they tell exactly. us more about the product. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, you've you been doing this for 12 odd years now, hey? 17. 17. Oh, man. Even better. When did you see the shift I saw it. into influencer marketing? Because I can, what I'm trying to get at is before the advent of influencer marketing, I'm sure clients were approaching you and saying, oh, we need a brand ambassador. Yes, so we have Sonia Mbele. When did Mbele. you see that shift into a more influencer campaign inclined uh, okay. strategy from clients? So initially, we, we've, we've worked on brand endorsements. We worked okay. with Sonia Mbele when she was the face of Dark and Lovely. All right. And oh, we worked I still with remember her those. On, yeah. um, as the face of Lux. Okay, yeah. And that's yeah. after then, I saw people moving away from, there was suddenly... Facebook was a craze. And I was like, oh, yeah. what's going on there? <laughs> and then when Instagram came about, suddenly clients were like, mm, this is a nice platform. Yeah. People always want to position themselves well. Yeah. Maybe they can position my brand um, you know, effectively. Yeah. So about four years ago, that's when it started hitting me and hitting me from a negative aspect. Ah, In the sense okay. that TV commercials... The way we make revenue in this business is through advertising, okay. through TV commercials. We make the biggest chunk of our money through TV, TV commercials. Yeah. And then naturally we have our actors, which we take a commission from every month. But okay. it's not as much as the revenue we make from TV. And suddenly there was this pull and shift away from TV. Because there was that dip that we went through. When they did the yeah. 9010 at SABC, yeah. suddenly you found the big, um, the big media buyers were pulling away from um, SABC and suddenly moving to your Mzanzis, moving to your Mnet, which yep. are more niche markets. Suddenly they're not hitting the 8 million viewers, they're hitting 300,000. So they were looking for the gap to say, how do we find the gap in between this? And social okay. media was there. There was this platform yeah. and they thought, let's use this platform to hit the rest of the people that we're missing. We're missing and it's right. a whole chunk of people. I mean, between 8 million, eight million and, and 300, oh, that's a huge That's a huge deal. chunk. Yeah. So then suddenly they weren't choosing a commercial that was 1 million rand. Yeah. They were able to go to five influencers, give them the campaign product, have a, a meeting and an engagement with them. Yeah. And breathe them on how they want this to be portrayed. All right. And then suddenly they were using these um, influencers to push their product onto the market. Yeah. But they knew that it was targeted marketing. All right. Because you have somebody like Sam Galondrovu, she's on Rhythm City, they know the target audience that she's engaging with. Yeah. Because the analytics will show what kind of a target audience she's engaging with. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. if you if you're Coca-Cola hypothetically. No more speaking, shooting in the dark, yeah. No more shooting in the dark. Yeah. And hoping that you'll have a you know, you'll have great recourse from the people that the commercial target audience sees this commercial yeah and and internally what sort of shifts are you effecting in in order to be able to position yourself or were you able to effect in order so to initially, position yourself for, initially for this shift in, in channels yes so yeah. initially i felt that i was caught with my pants down but luckily because i had Artists who are on TV productions, yeah. they're suddenly personalities, which people call them celebrities. I prefer to call them personalities. personalities yeah. Um, and I thought, great, 
suddenly I'm saying to my artist, have you got these social media platforms? What platforms do you have? What kind of following do you have? And I suddenly was able to package them and send it out to the advertising agencies as well as the PR agencies. The beauty is that the PR agencies have completely grown over the years. They are not no longer seen as the by the way. Yeah, they are okay. very instrumental to how advertising is taking place yeah. because they're more below the line. And initially, social media, I think, was seen as below the line. Yeah. But suddenly now, it's more niche marketing. Clients are not paying the big overheads that they used to pay. Yeah. They're able to speak to certain target audiences and get their message across quicker. All right. You know? Um, so that's, just, that's the beauty of how PR has helped us, how social media has yes, helped us. Well. And the nice thing is... As much as we saw a dip four years ago, we're now seeing it growing. And as okay. social media was inexpensive for people to advertise on. All right, but yes, I'm seeing yes. that the costs are starting to increase. Yeah. Which And then you're finding your broadcasters... You have to, to pay to play now, hey? You have yeah. to pay to play. Yeah. And your broadcasters have realized that they've lost a lot of revenue to social media. Okay. Therefore, they are creating special packages. I know that um, ETV has special packages for advertising during different shows. Yeah. So what's it happening? It's pulling back the mainstream advertising back onto TV. Yeah. However, with creating a package that also filters onto social media. Yeah. Which is really, really awesome because... So, so really, there, there is a place to, to still do campaigns 360 and run a strategy 360. 100%. Yeah. And it's important to run campaigns 360. Yeah. Because niche marketing is great, but you need to pick up new players. Exactly, yeah. You know, if you look at a bank like Capitec, who performed the best and now they're building this huge head office in Stellenbosch, um, they still do mainstream advertising. Yeah. You see them on TV when everybody else was quiet and not sure how to, you know, they were there, they were out there. Yeah. However, they're also on social media doing workshops within different communities. Yeah. Bringing um, people that you recognize, soccer players, influencers from TV, yeah. musicians, to come and say, listen, here's a bank, here's a card with minimal banking charges. This yeah. is the benefits of using it. And now they've also extended their bank offering. Yeah. So they were able to grow with the times. And because they were going for a target audience that's the millennials, young people who are just in varsity and graduating, yeah. they have, the bank, the beauty of that bank is that it's starting to grow with those people. So the person graduates, starts working, and suddenly their savings account is not enough anymore. They exactly, need a checking yeah. account. So they're starting to offer more and more of that. They're starting to offer loans. So the, the beauty is that they're still targeting people yeah. who may not be on social media platforms because we have a data problem in our country. It's yeah. very expensive. So people still do rely on TV, but they're capturing their niche audience as well and engaging them, and it's helping them create a brand extension from that. Yeah, whoa. And, and speaking of celebrities or personalities, as you, you, mm -hmm. you call them, uh, what are the pros and cons of managing them, especially when they've got a massive social media following and influence? Um, okay, it's twofold. One, mm -hmm. um, so when we initially engage with them, because a lot of people, as I said to you, I've met them fresh out of school, out of varsity, All right. and then they grow with me and everything is really exciting. And then they get to a point where they've created this brand, and that brand is sincerely their brand. Yeah, it is. And um, the person's warrants and needs, sometimes we as an agent aren't able to fulfill them. Then they get managers, okay. or they get a PR agency, and sometimes it causes a shift in our relationship. Ah, okay. So some people I have lost along the way, I must be honest. But okay. then there's some people who, because there's this rapport and having been together, it's a family relationship that extends over five years, yeah. there's a trust. So there's some artists who come back to me and say, no, 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 
I want you to be involved in this. As much as yeah. there's a PR agent or a manager on this, I need you to be hands-on in this campaign because I know you're always looking out for my best interest. Yeah. I know that you'll call me to order when you feel that I'm moving away from who I sincerely am. Yeah. And the, like, there's some artists on my books, Nom Sabutalese, we're currently working with Unilever in the Sunlight campaign. And it's, please God, growing this year. Yeah. And um, Nom says, like, I don't want anybody else to work on this campaign. You're the only person who can work on this campaign. Okay, because yeah. She says she said something so beautiful. She said to me, Lisa, you know that I'm on lockdown. You know that I'm on OPW. Mm-hmm. So one, schedule needs to be managed. But two, I want my story to resonate with the characters that I'm playing. Mm-hmm. So if I had an external party come into play, they're not going to be able to convey certain things exactly, to yeah. Unilever as a client in the ad agency. Yeah. And the beauty is now that this mums or character that's been created resonates with the characters she's portraying and the shows okay. that she's involved with. All right. Yeah. And, and how do you ensure that your clients are paired with brands and align with their own brands and values? Because there has to be that alignment from that from alignment the is yeah. so so important. So initially, because everyone's quite excited, yeah. everybody's happy to work with all different kind of brands. But the stronger and more established you become, and the more you, the less you're worried about the brands and sense. And that's when you have a retainer, you're on a show, you're protected from worrying about the income stream, okay. and you're suddenly able to stop and look at hang on who am i how is my brand positioned who are my followers what does the analytics tell us yeah so i'm going to use an example of let me think of simpio and gamma simpio and gamma is on my book she's busy doing isadengo at the moment people really like her but you know why they like her she's very authentic she tells a true story she tells a very motivational story because she's through going through a journey of healing but that said, Simpio is also very beautiful to look at. She right. sings. So if a beauty brand comes to us, we will have to look at who are Simpio's followers? Exactly. What kind of a TV show is she on? When she does speaking engagement, who is her target audience? And you want to align those two. Exactly. So you don't want her to be using Lemur when she's talking to you. People who are 18 to 24 who are like, what is that product? What are you talking it's not about? Even, yeah. It's not even South African. It's Swiss. Please give yeah. us something that's authentic and local. Um, Nola Piri is um, the face of Even and Lovely. Right. Even and Lovely, if you look at the character Nola played on Rhythm City, yeah. it's a youthful show. But Nola at the same time, great business acumen. She's busy being um, producing at Mwango at the moment. But she has a market that's young and youthful that follow her and yeah. she's able to engage with that market so when um, we were approached for to do this endorsement deal for with Even and Lovely they were really excited about the analytics we gave her yeah. we gave them and the conversation that Nola was having with her uh, followers and they thought you are perfect yeah. to do this campaign and the beauty is with her posts she's actually able to feed clients information back like okay. it's a skincare right. product yeah. but it doesn't have a facial wash so people go what do you wash your face with exactly yeah. and then she tells the truth of what she's washing her face with but she says to them hang on if you're spending x amount on this cream therefore your your value spend you don't want to spend too much but these are what's available to you yeah. and she was very clever because before she answered them she wanted to be authentic but she also thought who falls under the umbrella of Even and Lovely? It's exactly, owned by Unilever yeah. as the holding company. Who, what products are available under Unilever that are skincare related, that are cost effective? Like you get the Pons um, bar soap. I think yeah. it retails for about 15 Rand. So 
it's something that would work or hand in hand with the face cream, you know? Yeah. So she was able to give that to them and say to client, listen, this is what I've given people who've been asking me questions. I hope you're not offended. Please guide me in the direction that you would like me to say. Yeah. And they've been very excited. And that's why the relationship, we're sitting on the third year of the relationship. Okay. And they reshot the commercial last year. And the storyboard, because they were able to see um, from the analytics, the engagement with Nolo's followers, they saw that a lot of them were graduating. So where did they shoot the commercial? Uh, on Vitz, uh, the great Vitz stairs yeah. at Vitz University. So once again, from the information you get from social media, you're able to create a campaign that's more suited yeah. to your target audience, which right. is really exciting. Um, you come across as very spiritual. Exceptionally. In, okay, in, <laughs> in addition to having loads, and I mean bucket loads of energy, how does your spirituality affect the way you work and the way you engage with brands and um, your personalities, your work in general? So the one thing about the creative industry is that it will challenge you exceptionally with your own morals and values. Okay. In the sense that... <laughs> And, and I respect my artists in the sense that some of them will say to me, Lise, I cannot be affiliated with a role that's a drunkard or somebody who drinks alcohol, therefore I cannot advertise these kind of products. Okay. And I have to respect it. And then you get somebody who will come to me and say to me, Lise, so in the storyline now, they're wanting me to play a drug addict. And I need to be able to guide them and say, but you do realize we do, there's a youth in our, in our market that has a drug problem and it's yeah. growing. Yeah. So you'll be educating them. Tell the writers how you want the storyline to go. Yeah. You don't you you want to be seen in a dark space so the person can know that should they fall into that kind of life yeah. of drugs, it's gonna take them into a very dark, lonely place yeah. where their families will not recognize them. So with storytelling you're able to educate, you're able to speak to people who Speak to people who don't have a voice, who don't even have a, a sense of direction at that moment. Yeah. So the beauty is that the writers do engage actors. They do ask them that, this is where we want to go, what is your feeling? Yeah. My one actress, Thema Sebobedi, who used to be an Essendon, she paid, um, there's a story arc where she had cancer. Right. And then they said to her, would you mind shaving your head? She said, of course, I must shave my head. When you go for chemo, you... So they do a lot of research also as an, as an artist. Right. And the beauty is you get to tell a story where you're able to pull somebody out of a hole and you're able to let them see the light yeah um being spiritual i believe that anything and literally anything is possible yeah so when my artists are able to help guide educate and you know sew families together i think it's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing yeah um but in hindsight there are elements where we pushed into a corner and I don't really, sometimes I've been, I've fallen short in the sense that I haven't given my artists enough chance to think about it. And I say to them, because I'm getting maybe pressure from a producer, I'll say to them, we must just do this. You chose this industry. This yeah. is what it's about. It's the creative industry, buckle up, let's move. Yeah. So where we can, we must think about it. But I think always knowing who you are and what you're comfortable with, vocate what you're comfortable with yeah. and what you're not comfortable with. Ensure that when the contract comes, you write the things that you're not comfortable with. There's people who are in marriages, their partners are not comfortable with them kissing. And the soapies will tell you, we're making TV here. Yeah. We want you to kiss. If you, 
But if somebody wants you and you tell them from get-go and you put it in their, your contract, they cannot move outside the parameters of that contract. Exactly. You yeah, know? Yeah. So the, it's the way we go about it. There's some people who unfortunately will, short fall, will fall short because of the thing, that their um, spirituality. But there's some people, because they know who they are from get-go, they write down the things they're not comfortable with from yeah. get-go, the, the production will work around it. All right. Uh, and just maybe to keep this interesting conversation of what's the best piece of advice you've ever given to any of your clients uh, on how to go and get the best out of an influencer marketing campaign? Um, you know, the beauty of our industry and to stay relevant, they always say reinvent yourself. Yeah. So reinvent yourself does not mean moving away from who you authentically are. <laughs> yeah. It means share different aspects of yourself you know like i use the example of kenya that was a beautiful way to take yeah. a retail campaign and make it and you know speak to different target audience yeah. remind young people that one you're going to get more value for your money at shop right? right two don't forget the people you care about have you visited your grand when did you last visit <laughs> exactly, your grand? what yeah. did you take her yeah. you know we are as africans we are people and we we share with our family we share with our communities so it's how you take a campaign and you see it from a different angle. So reinvent the campaign such oh. that the client gets more value add. The client will just say to you, listen, I've got this new hair straightener, yeah. use it. And then most people will just use it on themselves and have these pretty pictures. Yeah. But what about going to visit your friend who may be going through a separation and straighten her daughter's hair? Or going to visit your mom oh. and making her look beautiful. So you can tell a different oh, story from a product. Yes, yeah. where you're suddenly evoking emotion, where you're suddenly creating um, love, faith, joy, happiness, moments, yeah. memories. Yeah. So it's reinvent the campaign, um, be true to who you are, and share your insight with clients. Yeah. Yes, your client is the they paying you, they're the paymaster. However, they want your insight. They came to you because there's something that they like about you. Yeah. So plug that into the campaign. Make sure that you don't really lose that authenticity of you because that's what the client likes. Yeah. Yeah. Lisa, thank you so much thank for you, joining us. It was a great pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for honor. taking us through this beautiful insights on the industry, but most importantly for taking us through your lived experiences and giving us case studies as well. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. I really was looking forward to, to this session. So now much. I know why. Thank you. Thank you so uh, much. To really everybody else at home, please don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, we love you. But unfortunately, we've got to leave you. Till next time.